I'm ready. Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of A Couple With Mental Health. I hope you've got your teas and coffees and hot chocolates. It's a rainy day today, so you might want a warm drink. I know I've got my tea going. Um, I have a guest today, so if you'd like to introduce himself. Yeah, my, so my name is Alex. I am a director of operations of a dance school called Toronto Dance Salsa. And I'm trying to change the world by making more people feel like they belong. That's a, a lovely message. You don't get many people that have that message. Um, so what's your um, views towards mental health and do you have any experiences of it of your own? Uh, ooh, okay, so I, I originally actually wanted to be a marriage counselor. I went into psychology to study psychology. Mm. I, I think my view on mental health is it needs to be more out in the open and led with people who have the issues because I think ultimately for a dialogue to be open, there needs to be a safe space for that. Mm-hmm. You can only create that safe space if people who are struggling through it but want a better life have more open conversations with just other people about their mental health. Mm. I think that if we, if, we, if we hide our insecurities or issues like depression and PTSD, whatever it is, mm-hmm. right, from yeah. other people, we not only silence ourselves and give, don't give us the opportunity to get through it, but we also don't give permission for others to feel safe enough to talk about it. Oh, I completely agree. I think the the more that people talk about it, the better it is. And that that's the whole reason of this podcast. I think that if people like this, like uh, me and you, start talking about it, it could be a shield for somebody else. And more, there are so many people in this world that need a shield. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, for me, the thing that I've been struggling with the longest is, uh, is, uh, low self-esteem, uh, a lack of personal worthiness for what I do. And, uh, definitely, uh, love. Like I don't really, but I don't, I don't love myself and, 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 uh, I'm, I think that I'm not enough. So I think mental health has a big, pretty big spectrum. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I think that it's not just only the... I think when people think of mental health, I think they think of, of you know, you're depressed and suicidal. Yeah. Well, that's, that's such a far end of the spectrum where most people are not there. Mm. Most people just have a hard time getting out of bed reason. Yeah, I agree. And, yeah, so, I mean... For me, that's that's personally what I struggle with. Um, I don't know. Wait, um, I'm I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with what you've just said about how you feel about yourself and, and loving yourself and confidence. Um, how have you felt yeah. like it's held you back? Ooh, um, it's prevented me. Well, okay. I mean, in the simplest ways. Um, Asking girls out has always been a problem for me, which I think a lot of guys can relate to. And honestly, a lot of women can relate to, mm. right? Uh, taking the initiative to go up to someone 
or even knowing someone and be like, hey, I think you're an amazing person and I would love with you. I think you're really cool. I think we could have, I think we could have something special, right? Mm. I think that that's, I, there's so many opportunities I've missed out, but I also think that um, I have so many hopes and dreams mm. and often, then I play smaller than I would like to. Yeah. Because I I I I lack the confidence in that they're that, that they're either good enough or that I have the capabilities of doing them. I think I think one of the things that really helped me back is I would be a lot further in my mission, in my purpose, mm-hmm. my own thing, if I didn't have that holding me back as much. Yeah. I think a lot of people yeah. would understand that one. I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you on that with my, my confidence has only just been, everybody has always thought that I was a happy, confident person, but I had very deep rooted insecurities. And I think it when, when it comes to that sort of, I would say what most people would class as low level mental health issues, because it's not something that, like you say, it's not the big ones where people assume of it. If you're feeling that way, there's like, obviously the suicidal thoughts and stuff like that, but that low lying mental health issues that just hinders your day to day, your day to day life, because it's always in the back of your head. It's that like that little voice that says, are you really sure about this? Do you really want to do this? Are you a bit like, are you sure you can cope with what comes next? And it keeps you in a very safe space. But within that safe space, it's like a friend. It's like a fake friend. It, it tells you all the stuff that you want to hear, but it, it's not actually doing you any service. And I think a, a lot of people, a lot of people that I've spoken to do resonate with that idea of it's like, a foe that's a friend, a frenemy. They have a frenemy inside their head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? I love the fact that you said friend. Um, I, recently I've been on this mission and sort of obsession with most of the people in our lives keep us, keep us passive, complacent. Mm. And it comes out in the subtlest of ways. So, you know, like, the classic example of, you know, you get a gym membership in January. It's a brand new year. You get a gym membership. You're going to be like, I'm going to be more fit. Yeah. Every gym around the world is like, they're excited for January. They're so excited <laughs> because one, they know like for the first two months, the gym is full and then nobody's there. Right. But, mm-hmm. but here's the thing, right? Like, uh, you know, not, it's not about being pessimistic, but the, 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 you know, you start to go to your gym. So you say, you know what, I'm going to do three times a week. So you go Monday, you go Wednesday, you go Friday. First week, solid. You know, mm. you did it. Yeah. Then you skip on Monday. Mm. And then you go and tell your friends, you're like, oh, guys, you know, I skipped Monday. And and then I'll be like, oh, well, dude, did you have a really long Sunday? I think you were partying on late last night. Yeah, I was. You know what, dude? You know what? You got to give yourself a break. Don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah, and they're like, and and like, and this is this is the this is the this is the poison because you need more people in your life to push you forward, not down, but forward. So if that conversation went more like, oh, I skipped Mondays, blah blah, blah I didn't go to the gym. Like, oh, okay, well, why did you skip it? Oh, well, you know, I was partying out late last night. 
Oh, okay, okay. I mean, everybody needs to have fun. So, like, is this still important for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, my dad recently died from a heart attack. You know, I, I, I this is really important. Okay, so, like, the, this is important. It's either A, adjust your schedule. Is that what it is? Mm. Like, did you just make it unreasonable? And so when you start to have that dialogue, what you're doing is you're really addressing the problem. Mm. The other way, giving someone a pill just to get rid of the headache or the guilt. The- so in the second conversation, you're like, oh, dude, come on. You said you would. And blah, blah, blah. There's compassion. you got to yeah. have compassion because yeah. we're all struggling with things. But what's not enough is that how do you make it effort to you? How do you make it better? And, and then you, you go create it because what you're doing is you're empowering people to continue to follow their dream, to follow their mission, be complacent. And I think too many people are scared of that. And we also do that to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We also do that to ourselves in our day to day where you see something and you want to do it and you doubt yourself and you got that little voice says, Oh, well, you know what? You know, uh, so I'll give you a clear example of this as a, it's an amazing example. So, um, yesterday I'm sitting outside the dance studio, mm-hmm. this lady, this old lady, bright pink, like neon colored clothing, Mm. slippers dyed blonde hair i don't know she's like 62 yeah blind with a shopping cart walks past me now why it's so significant is i noticed her everybody notices her yeah but more importantly i noticed her for the past 14 years and i'd be like she's kind of weird i'm like <laughs> and then it went to the part of like oh you know what i feel sorry for her she's always walking by herself Maybe it's because she dresses when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And then as I've grown and matured and like seek to understand and to have compassion and understanding. So I saw her walk by and I was like, so she walked by literally right in front of me. And I, and I was sitting down and I'm like, I should go say hi. And I just say, hey, I think you're awesome. Continue to be yourself. Mm. And I stopped myself. I'm like, oh, that's kind of awkward. And I'm like, no, I want to say it. And then she was like a little further away from me. And then I'm like, no, she's too far. That's that little man voice. Yeah. Oh, she's too far. Don't worry about it. And then I said, no, I'm going to go. And I literally put my laptop down and I ran across the mall, caught her. And then I have a conversation with her about mm-hmm. how she's a personal coach, how she used to be an artist and how she used to be a dancer. And the reason that she wears pink herself to be happy and inspire others to be happy. Oh, that's really nice. Went, have had that opportunity mm. if in that micro moment I listen to that friend who just wants to give me a pill because I feel uncomfortable because mm. she walked too far away and it would be awkward yeah I, I completely agree I mean I've, I've, I've experienced it myself and I, to be fair I don't know one person that hasn't experience that little voice or that 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 mini sensitive that just goes no it's fine or it's it's an awkward situation do you want to be and it is it is literally stepping out of your comfort zone but like they say nothing good is within your comfort zone without growing you need to step out of it like there's the whole idea of your order you what you have around you is your comfort zone is your order when you leave it is chaos but you can't you can't change that chaos into order until you step into it. So yep. I, 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 I think I truly believe like, it's why if I'm out and I see a woman 
who has a really nice top on, the first thing I say to her is, I really like your top, or I really like your hair, or or I've, I've stopped a guy just to tell him he smells really nice. Like, he's one of those that... Yeah. It, to a random stranger, it's just like, whoa, why is this person stopping me? But then you yeah. instantly make them smile, and I think in doing so, you that's a little push and build of your own confidence. I mean, I'm always telling people, you know what, compliment somebody, just rant, nobody you know. It can't be anybody you know, but just randomly compliment somebody. They smell nice. They look good. They look, they've got a really nice smile, really nice eyes. Like, it steps you out of your comfort zone. So it quietens that little voice that was your friend is now lo- no longer your friend. Or you acknowledge is no longer your friend. But externally, I think when it comes to um, actual friends and people around us, People are so used to just seeing what they think other people want to hear. I've, I've had to address people and say to them, look, I don't want you to say what I think, what you think I think I want to hear. Like Jay Shetty talks about it all the time of how we project ourselves, other people project themselves onto what other people, what they think other people should be thinking. And I think it really does come down to how it feels like it you can't you can't just say something because it would make you feel better you've got to say it and be honest with the person if they've actually generally asked you because otherwise why would they be asking you i think i think i think you hit i think i think you hit the nail on that the way that i see it i think the one part is know what the person needs mm-hmm. And then address it. I, I think I think too many people operate out of their own wants and needs. Mm. And this happens a lot where like you share a dream with someone mm. and they can't imagine that dream for themselves or that act for themselves. And they put you in the box that they're in. Yeah. They say, well, you know, this might not work and whatever. Because they're projecting. And for most people, it's not, they're just not even aware of it. Yeah. It's focusing on what the person needs, and that means you ask them what they need. Like, why did you go to, decide to go to the gym? Why are why are you approaching and giving compliments to people? Mm. Why are you, Lynn? Why are you approaching and giving compliments to people? Why do I give compliments to people? I, I think because it's it's nice to make somebody smile. Not only that, but that might have been yeah. the nicest thing they've had all day. Mm-hmm. And there's no better feeling than going, and I've known on some occasions where I've actually given somebody a compliment and they said that's the first time they've heard a compliment in over a month. In over a month. Yeah. And it was just like, wow. Like, you don't realise how just saying one small comment to somebody can change not just their day, not just their week, but their entire month. They've had such a shocking month and somebody's just turned around and gone, you know what, you're really pretty or like, I like your freckles. I even said to somebody, stop somebody in a street once and say, I like your freckles because they were really nice and predominant and I could could see how stunning they were on it. And it's one of those where they stop for a second and then you just see it, it lightens up their day. And from then on, I was just like, I'm going to make sure I tell somebody if I think that 
there's something about them that shines straight through. I'm going to make sure I tell them. I've stopped people in shopping. I've took my headphones off. I've, I've stopped people at tills because it, I, I'm just like, you need to know that you're amazing. In whatever way it is, you need to know that you're amazing. So let me ask you this then. Do you, th th there's, there's a flip side to it. When you, do, do you get compliments? Do I get what, do, sorry? Do, do people comment to you? Um, sometimes, uh, yeah. Do you, do you, how do, sometimes, okay, how do you receive them? Do you believe the compliments? Do you think you're worthy of the compliment? I, most of the time, yeah, depends on the day, but <laughs> it depends how, how my yeah, mental health, okay. the, the, depends how my mental health is that day. If I'm feeling really good about myself, and it also depends on who it's coming from. I am more likely to believe a stranger than I am my friends and family. And that's a lot I, of people. I love that. Wow. A lot of people I've spoken to on the same subject are more likely to believe an outsider than an insider. And it's because uh, an outsider is unbiased. There is no, there is no, there's, there's no, nothing from them to be able to go, right, well, I'm doing this to make you feel better because I know you've had a bad day or a bad week or whatever. There's no, no none of that bias about it. They've literally just come up and gone, I like your hair or this, that and the other. But it's like we get to a point where we expect our friends and family to say nice things. So you you take it with a pinch of salt. You know, this is it's it's funny you mention that because I used to I used to say that all the time, and it's shifted a little bit for me. What I realized was outside of the novelty of a stranger saying something nice, mm. right? And it's like it's a new person who validates me. Awesome. I think there's a couple elements there. I figured out for myself at least. Mm that what my mom tells me is also the truth. And it's just that I don't believe it still. Yeah. I just still don't. Like when my mom says, you're such a kind person, I don't believe it. As, yes, it's mom, but she believes it. The yeah. thing, well, here's the thing. Here's what I realized with compliments. Because I've been working on self-love and, and, and trying to admit when I don't was they believe it mm. they believe what they're saying yeah. they believe it and so when whether it's family or not when you don't accept it not only are you hurting yourself because you don't get the gift you're hurting them because you're you're not believing them yeah which i found was like so crushing and so i started to learn because people come up to me and tell me like alex you're an incredible instructor alex you changed my life and blah 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 now, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, they don't even know what they're talking about. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And it's like, and it's, and it's, and it's just, it's continuation of me believing that I'm, that, 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 that I'm, I'm still not enough. It's the, it's the not enough. I'm not enough. I, 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 there's so much more I can do and, and all this. And it's, it's the lack of practicing love. And so what I found now is every time, whether it's my mom, my brother, or a total stranger, and it could be my bad day, and I receive a compliment, and I don't feel it, mm. I straight out come out and say it. I do I that. Say, I say, thank you so much. Thank you so much for giving me. Right now, I'm learning to love myself, and it's hard. And I just want you to know that you're helping me along the path. 
Mm. But I just didn't want to say that. I don't want to say the thank you. Oh my God, that means so much. I'm feeling it. And it's not you. It's not you. It's me. Mm. And as I started to say that consistently, I found that I love myself more and I give myself more breaks. And a couple, a couple of weeks ago, I had this student of mine, a girl, we're walking and there's someone else involved and she's talking about, she's like, Alex, oh, this is great, blah, 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 blah. And she says, Alex changed my life. And she said that and I started to tear up because it was the, it was the first time I actually believed and I heard that. I heard, I felt that. I felt that. And what I find is with my mom, as she tells me things, I feel that. Important aspect, whether it's your family or friends, I think it's, I think you can't accept all compliments and the fact that you have trouble. Yes, there's a part of it that you take your family for granted. Yes, because it's easy access, you take it for granted. Mm. I get all that. But there's, but admitting that you struggle with self-love struggle with perfectionism struggle with that just means that it still is there and you can still make it better there and so your awareness and acceptance whoever it comes from that they believe it is important i think that's one i think two i think most people are not doing such a great job in giving compliments which which goes into my credo because my one word is belong that's that's my core value but the three ways that i define on how you create belonging one is open arms. And it's the idea that, you know, someone walks into a room, I acknowledge them, I smile, I hug them, I give them a high five, whatever. I, see, I say that I see you, you're welcome here. Mm-hmm. The second one is seeking to understand. And it's just the idea that, you know, we all come from different aspects of life. We all struggle with things that, that might not be understood all the time. Yeah. And it's taking the patience to listen, to re-listen. Yeah. And the third one, and that one addresses the, Compliments is honest validation. Yeah. Because, Lynn, if I told you, for example, Lynn, this this is such an awesome thing. Thanks so much for letting me join your mm. your um, your podcast. You know, I'll let you be humble and have fun. But if I said, Lynn, you are the first person who's ever invited me to a podcast, and outside of all oh. of that. <laughs> You're See, helping you me. No, but listen, listen. Forget about the fact that I'm a virgin in this. We're gonna <laughs> more importantly this. <laughs> you took my virginity. You took my podcast virginity. <laughs> I don't podcast, but that okay. But more importantly, you help me validate a little bit more that I'm making a difference in people's lives. Hard, and I still struggle with it, and I'm crying right now. Oh. Oh, but you, by inviting me, you helped me. And you're one more person that I believe in now. And more importantly, I believe in myself now a little bit more. Well, I'm going to tell... And that... Uh, no, oh, sorry. I, I, the reason why, one of the main reasons I wanted to get you on it, I was thinking about it for a while, and it was when I saw you do that Happy Tuesday video... And honestly, listeners, if you want to go see what he's doing, it's amazing. Go to his Instagram and see what he's doing. But he did a Happy Tuesday post the other day. And it, it, from then I had to go message him. But in April, I was going through a very rough period. I was, uh, I'd just gone for a breakup. And I'd gone away for a couple of days. And I was staying in a hotel. And I'd 
was catching when Evan was doing lives on Instagram. And you happened to pop okay. in. And I can't even remember what was said. I just know what you left me feeling. And I felt, because you was being so honest with your emotions and what you were dealing with and what you were coping with, it just made me feel so... It, it, I felt like I wasn't alone and I wasn't going through something on my own. And I... And I knew I was going through all these self-doubts and all that. And I, and I, partly it was because of the situation and everything like that. But it was nice to know that I wasn't the only one going through these feelings. And and you was being daft with Evan and then you had a serious moment. And I was just like, you know what? I can, it, it just made me... I literally left the hotel, went straight and had something to eat. And it sat with me for the rest of the night. And I couldn't help but think about it. I, ever since then... I have been following everything that you do because you, I, honestly, I cannot remember what you said. And like Maya Angelou said, it's not what you say, it's how you leave people feeling. I might be paraphrasing a little bit, listeners, but that's around <laughs> what it is. Um, and, it makes sense. and basically, ever since then, I've followed you and what you're doing. And I think what you're doing is, is, magnificent because you are i mean it's been four, four or five months on and you've touched me so much that i want you as part of what i'm doing so there you're obviously you're doing something amazing are you okay yeah yeah okay <laughs> yeah no oh, bless sorry i didn't mean to make you cry <laughs> no, that's the best. The best. This is the best. Don't apologize. I'm crying well, I'm, and I'm happy, and I'm humbled. And 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 now, now you even gave me more belief in what I'm doing. Because as you're talking, I'm imagining the you know. Because on Instagram, you can see how many people viewed your video, right? Mm-hmm. And like, and so like, I swipe up and I see like, oh, 90 people viewed it, 100 people viewed it, but no. It's Lynn who viewed it. It's David who viewed it. Mm. It's people who trust me to be part of their experience. I'm giving them some value. I'm saying something that's giving people value. And so what you just said, that's why I'm crying. Because I'm, listen, I'm still struggling with it. And I'll go, but it get, it's, 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 I'm getting through it. It gets easier. Yeah. Right? And so... This and this is that final point, and and like this is the the final point of the whole like family versus strangers. People need to do a better job in being specific. Other people in the compliments how special and unique they are, mm. because when you say, "Hey, Lynn, great job," it's fine, but it's not really gonna make you feel much. And I think, particularly with family, in the sense that. No, I, you know what? It's not family. It's just people. Mm. You just need to, as you're more specific and intentional in how you validate people, you teach people how to do that themselves. Yeah, I, I'll be I'll be honest. Um, you've just you kind of made me just figure something out because I was getting frustrated at, and it's not to try and blow myself up here, but by people saying, "Oh, I'm amazing of what I'm doing and all that lot," but I, it's all right saying that. That's that what I'm doing is amazing. 
but what specifically? What it's like? There's a lot going on, and I I appreciate that you you value what I'm doing overall, but there's a lot going on. To say that it's all amazing, that's that to me would be rubbish because not everything is going to be amazing. Not everything at every point of time is going to be amazing. It it it's just not mentally and physically possible so if there is a chance of an opportunity to go right you did really well at this specific part then i know i'm ahead in that part and i might need to bring everything up and and bring that everything up to that level so if there is so listeners if you're listening to this if people are giving you good comments you you are perfectly fine to ask what specific part like if you think I'm being great, in what way? Because I need to know for myself so that I can figure out the rest around it. And and once you know yourself, like, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those where I'm like, where am I going wrong? Because I want to fix this and I want to sort it out. I want to, like, push myself further and, like, you know, that that's... I, I'm more one of those, like, I'm going to... It's all amazing, but tell me the bits I need to do better, like, going deep i want to know the truth that that that's that's where i want to be at but other people might need it the other way around other people need to know where they're great at so that those specific parts and then they can slowly pull the other bits up to the same level which then pushes that other great bit up a bit and you continually grow into a better person of you like overall for you as better person yeah yeah, and it's and it's and it's both of those things. It's like, it's 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 learning that like, like it's learn it's training yourself not to get frustrated when someone says you're great, because the frustration comes from your own lack of self love, mm. and your own sense of like in every moment. You are amazing, but you can be so much more. Mm. Yeah. And it's and it's both. So have the compassion and have I agree. Have that dialogue. Be like. Thank you so much. You say it's amazing. You know, like, it's it's hard for me to sometimes believe that I'm amazing. And I always want to get better. Like, what do you think is amazing? Not only are you letting, like, in that question, you're validating them, first of all. Mm-hmm. And you're making it more acceptable to take the compliment. And then you're teaching them how to give compliments. Mm-hmm. Part of it is, honestly, part of it is, like, some people are just not aware. They have a feeling. Mm-hmm. If I, I tell you, if I ask you, how, like, what is love? Ever experienced love at least once in your life? Mm. It's it's hard to explain love. Yeah, it's hard. And so even feelings like like me like gotten so good at explain like if you said if you said to me you know Alex when I watched your video I felt amazing. Mm. It wouldn't have hit me as hard. He said I was going through this, and you did this thing. And I went outside and it stuck with me. And now I keep following you. And this, like, then I'm like, this is the thing that I did. So, so like, if you, if people tell you you're amazing, be like, thank you so much. What, what do you, what do you love? What do you love? Yeah. Just me. Like, I'd love to hear. And now maybe they'll find something. Hmm. Now, maybe their answer will be like, no, just when I'm around you, I feel good. Hmm. And that's already like, oh. Thank you. Right, like even you, you smiled. You imagine that moment right there. Yeah. I know in the podcast you can see it, but Lynn is smiling, <laughs> beautiful grin on her face. All right. Oh. Now she's like, but that's the thing. 
it's it's both. It's both. It's for, it's like it's the it's the forgiveness. I'm not a piece of shit. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm. I'm. You know. You know. It's funny. I was watching a video by um, uh, Brene Brown. Yeah. I love Brene Brown. She talks a lot about vulnerability and all this. So one of the interviews was with Oprah, and she was talking about perfectionism, and she said ultimate perfectionism is a shield to avoid judgment mm. and shame from others. Ultimately, perfectionism is the worst defense mechanism because you're hiding from other people. Mm -hmm. And there's this feedback loop. Now, I'm not imagining the most amazing job. I've seen this video eight times, and I just see a hundred more to fully understand it. But there's this idea of like, when someone can see you're great, and I'm always striving to be actually great, where great is not an end point, it yeah. is the journey, and you gotta love the journey. Right, that's already has to the whole like layer of like. If you ever become great, you have to go somewhere else. Yeah. Like if you reach a point where you're, yeah. there, you're gonna be bored out of your stupid mind. Mm. You never want great in the sense that when you reach it, then you have to go somewhere else. So ultimately, you wanna love the journey. But in the process, when someone says you're amazing, right, it's your perfectionism. It's like, but I'm not amazing. But I'm not this. And part of it is like, you don't even know what's amazing. Mm. That's the other part. Like when students say you're amazing, the, the part of it is like, you just don't know better. Mm. Like I can be so much more. Mm. Right. Which is again, like coming from, it's true. Like you have to, you have to think that there's so much more to you and you can offer so much more, which is important because that's your drive. Mm. That's your drive. Mm. Like that is your strength. But just don't let it be a shield that drowns you. Like, because a shield it weighs a lot. If you jump in the water with that shield, it's going to pull you down. Yeah. It's yeah. going to pull you down. That weight of that shield is going to... And so you got to make sure you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't drown. I'm going a little bit on a rant. I'm, I'm realizing I'm all over <laughs> rant, the place. Rant if I bring away, it back... Away. That's what I, that's why I love Wait, these conversations. That's why I love conversations. Yeah. I think that what you struggle with is what I struggle with. Mm. And one of them is this idea because my goal is to, and I recently just had this realization, so it's awesome we're talking about it. You know, some a friend of mine asked me, "What's what, what do I? Where do I see myself in ten years?" Mm. And so th th there's a, there's a bit of a problem with that question. The problem with that question is is you don't if you know where you're going to be in ten years, you're you're dreaming too small. Yep. Because, like, if you look at yourself five years ago, you'd never imagine yourself you'd be in a podcast talking to me. Nope. Doing all this. So, like, if you can actually imagine where you'll be, so all you really need to do is have micro goals of, you know, I'll be a public speaker. I want to do this, whatever. Mm -hmm. Where the platform or the way you execute or how you make your money evolve and change. So when he asked me that, I was going to say, well, to be in... 20 different cities because I think our mission is that was my going to be my answer because that's always been my answer yeah and I'm like no I'm like I, I hesitated I'm like I want the world to have belonging in it and for people to have a safe space where can, they can be themselves and talk about the things that they're too afraid to talk about yeah because I think that's how yeah. you create belonging and so lifetime in terms of like, it's just the whole. So it's big enough 
where whether I continue being a teacher or go to being a personal coach mm. or or do virtual reality where everybody gets a piece of art or whatever it is <laughs> will change. But the bigger mission is there. And so I'm, I'm there where I'm with you there. It's like that perfectionism, the chase. Happened was I had an emotional breakdown two weeks ago. Oh. Uh, last week? No, two weeks ago. So I had an emotional breakdown two weeks ago. Because what happens for the past three months, I kept thinking I need to be the perfect instructor. Amazing. I need to be a perfect instructor. And there's nobody right now in the, at least, at least in the dance world school. Which is like, just as a context, like, when people come to my classes, they don't just learn to dance, they evolve. Yeah. At the end of every class, you have a two-minute teachable lesson. Mm. Something about my life, and I share that with, with, the, with the students. About, about, about you know, how, how to work through conference. How to face your fears. How, knowing when to quit. Like, right, on a dying relationship or a dying job. All these, so I'm talking about all these things. Nobody does this. And there's nobody who does this. So I, it's hard. I can't learn from any other dancer. And so I'm, I, I, for the past three months, I feel like I'm in a fog. I'm in a fog and I, there's no lighthouse. Because mm. I'm like, what am I really chasing? I know that I've made it. When is it all right to be like, Alex, you're there. Mm. Winning. You're winning, Alex. Like you're doing it. Because I never feel like I'm doing it. Yep. I feel like I'm just struggling through it. And all this like compliment, all is part of that, that deeper thing. Yeah. And so I started crying. I remember I was crying in front of Evan and I was, I was doing, I'm lost. I feel like I have no hope. I feel like I'm not enough and I'll never be enough. And Evan told me this thing. He said, he said, said you will never reach your dream and he said this to me and i'm like wow thank you that's amazing he said he said you'll never want to because if if you reach your dream you you, you're not gonna want it anymore yeah you that's that's it it's not all you want to do process love the process of the growth love the process of doing this while never being attached that you're ever going to get there. Yeah. Because it will, he said, he said, it will actually, this is more my interpretation of what he said. Think of it this way. I think of it is, the scope of it can overwhelm you. Yeah. And paralyzed and lost. And that's what happened to me. Mm. I, I start to become paralyzed. But I will never be perfect. And so what she said what she said, what Brene Brown said, and I definitely think every reader should should listen to this video. If you look up Brene Brown, Oprah, e, and Freedom, or, or perfectionism, um, and she said, she said, like that's that's the ultimate shield, that that defense mechanism, the perfection, the chasing perfection. Yeah. And ultimately, I'm just worried that people will part of it is like people will see me that I'm not perfect. Myself a break. Alex, love the process. Love the process. Let go of this. And so, uh, I mean, in the last two weeks, since I've sort of accepted this, it's gotten easier. I still feel frustrated. So, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm I was going to say, like, <laughs> it's fine. Um, I love it. It's just pure passion and, and feeling. I love it. Um, for, for me, I'm, 
it's like I I used to feel the same. I thought my end goal was I was gonna have a practice, uh, mental health practice, and this and the other. And then I was just like, well, what the hell am I gonna do once I've got it? Like, am I supposed to just stop and just relax? No, like, and then so that big goal has now become one of many. So originally, my big goal was to have a practice, have have a farmhouse I could do home practicing and stuff like that. And but now that shifted from being the big goal to one of many goals, and the big goal now is to get to a place where I would put myself out of having a podcast where mental health was to a point where it was so socially accepted that conversations like these are no longer needed. Now, they're probably never going to be in my lifetime, that kind of thing, because there's always going to be some sort of stigma and some sort of something that, because essentially it's it's something different and somebody is always going to have a problem with something different. So my big goal is essentially trying to, as I say, empty the ocean with a ladle. It's never going to happen. But... If I can put a dent in it when I lay down in my bed, uh, my deathbed, that's the destination I want to be on the day I close my eyes and and go to whatever it is in the next life that I've gone, right, I've done exactly, I, I've, I've emptied that ocean just that little bit for somebody else to carry it on. And beforehand, it was just a practice. Just, I just want to practice and I want to get these people, want to help these people. Now it's like, I want to make a dent in mental health issues. I want to make a bloody big dent in the way it's accepted socially. And it's gone from a 10 year to a lifetime goal. And I have been met with people that have gone, oh, that's a bit much. I'm just like, well, it's not yours. It's mine. It's my destination. That destination at the end is mine. I want that. You want something else. That's absolutely fine. And I will, if I can support you in getting to your destination, I will bloody well do that as well. But this is my destination. I know the end. Like, the best way I can compare it is, I do not know, I don't mind, nah, sorry, I'll get my words out in a minute. I do not mind knowing the end of a film because I enjoy the journey of the film. I don't mind knowing the ending. I will gladly, the same with a book, I will read the last couple of pages. It doesn't bother me. But it's that journey all the way through. If I've enjoyed it, it doesn't matter if I knew the ending. Because I knew the ending. The ending, the film ends, everybody goes home, done, dusted. But that journey of the film, and he's sitting there, did I spend like that, that hour and a half enjoying that movie, sat there from from plot beginning to the end and conclusion, did I enjoy it? That journey is the same as life. You know the ending. You already know what's gonna, the end is the end. Everybody goes home and that's it. The whole point of it is the journey's never gonna step or stop until you get to that destination. And if your destination is already plotted out, if you've already said, my destination will be when I close my eyes on my deathbed, if I've helped people and I'm content with that, you already know your destination. There is no further point past that. You cannot, and unless there are ghosts, and that I would love to come back and have a ghost practice, that would be amazing. But, <laughs> but 
You already know the end. It's inevitable. But what are you doing with the journey? That's the whole point of it. What are you doing with your journey? And the journey never stops until you physically move on to the next world. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. I love the Leo analogy. Um, you know, talking talking with you, and I still, I'm still feeling that beautiful compliment you gave me and the acknowledgement, uh, you know, how you discovered me. I'm just, I'm still reeling in that emotion. And, and what I'll say is this, uh, to, to add to that, it's like, you will never put a dent in the ocean. Mm. You will never, and you need to accept it. What you can only do is at where you gathered the water with your ladle. Mm. And that, and that, and that is the practice of self-love. That is, uh, uh, am I further away than I was before? Mm. Not in relation to the pool, because the ocean will consume you. Yeah. Imagine you have an ocean, and you have a bucket. Mm. You don't put a dent in the ocean. You fill up the bucket. And, you, and what most people do is they keep looking at the ocean. It never ends. Well, it's never going to end. You will never put a dent in the ocean. But look at your bucket. Are you happy with your bucket is? And that's recognizing all the people you have helped. Mm-hmm. All the people that you've made, you've given a smile to, that you've made them feel like they're helped them get through it. And I definitely, that's the gratitude. That's what I still don't practice enough. But you tell me this and me thinking about the hundred people who see my video I'm like pissed off I'm like I'm pissed off I'm like it should be 10,000 well first of all I'm not good enough to 10,000 yet and that's fine I'll get there the people that I have right now is what my skill level is mm-hmm. if I want to get more ladles in my bucket if I want to have more people feel like belong I need to get better but it's not shooting myself over the fact that there's that ocean mm-hmm. The ocean will always be there. How much are you putting in your bucket? So practicing gratitude and be like, you know what? The the bucket is two-thirds full. Two-fourths full, whatever. In this analogy, I'm realizing, you know what the limit is? The limit is too many people's buckets are small. Hmm. They think too small. Yeah. I would rather be like, you know what? This is amazing. Um, it's more of like, it's not even a bucket you pour it down. You pour it on the ground to grow flowers. Mm. But when you pour that water in, it gets absorbed. It disappears. But if you do it consistently, things will grow. Yeah. Things will grow. The flowers will grow. The people will grow. The love will grow. There's this guy who talks about... Um, oh, oh, you know Les Brown? Yeah. I don't know if people are familiar with Les Brown. He's an awesome speaker. Um, so the bamboo story. Um, I love the bamboo story. So he talks about the bamboo. So he says, uh, when you plant the bamboo, have to water it every single day. You have to put the fertilizer and you have to water. And when you plant the bamboo, it takes five years for the bamboo to... When it breaks the ground in five weeks... It grows 90 feet tall. 
Wow. In five weeks, it grows 90 feet tall. And so the question is, how did the, did the bamboo grow in five weeks or five years? Now, the answer is five years. Yep. But the thing is that at any point, you stop watering it, it will break the ground. Mm. It will never break the ground. I agree. And so you got to, you got to, you also got to understand, I think, I think it's important. I'm, I'm trying to learn it and accept this. I will never put a dent in the ocean and that's fine because I, because like, it's just, it's, 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 that's the beauty of it. There are so many more people that I can scoop into my world. There are so many more people that I can give that feeling to have the spirit of, I'm going to keep scooping, baby. I'm going to, I love scooping, but look, but, 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 and what I lack and I'm trying to practice is believing Lynn, believing my mom and that, yes, I've already, I've already done some scoops. I've already have some scoops. I can get a bigger ladle. I can do that. I've already done some and love myself for it while still being like, I can do more. Yeah. Well, I see. Too many people look at the ocean. You see, you're teaching me, but there again with the bucket analogy. So you, click, yeah. you definitely, you, you, you're doing stuff every single day. Now we are coming to the end um, and okay. it's time for me to ask my favorite question. I love this question. Oh, I love it. Um, okay. Basically, this question, oh, before I do that, where can people find you? Oh, sure. Uh, so I have my Instagram channel. It's Toronto Dance Salsa. Um, I think my Snapchat, you know, just follow my Instagram. Toronto Dance Salsa. That's the one. Toronto Dance Salsa. If you look it up, uh, it's Alex. And uh, yeah, follow me. That's the best place to find me. And I can honestly say, do please do follow him, especially for his coffee sense. It always makes my day of that. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so my thank five... you. I'm gonna do. I got. I, I, now I gotta go do a coffee sense. A good one for Lynn. <laughs> All right. Uh, my uh, final question of the day is: um, You're yeah. you meet somebody who is about to experience everything that you've ever experienced in your life. Um, but okay. you are not allowed to tell him or her what they're about to go through. All you can do is give them three pieces of advice. What would they be? Okay. okay. Someone who, whose future I know. I know everything about this person. And like the breakups, all that. Everything. But I can't tell them what's coming. I can just give them advice. Yeah, you can only give them three pieces of advice to, to uh, get through it. Yeah. yeah. Surround yourself with people who push you forward, not down. Yeah. Two. Two is. Who is prioritize? Important to have moments where you feel like you belong. Yeah. And three is uh, I don't want to repeat myself, man. The people in your life are so important. My gosh, I love this question. You're really, you're really bringing it out of me. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about myself. If I could give myself advice, I could go back in time and give myself advice. Mm. And 
you how you feel. Mm. Oh, can I make it better? Go on, uh, I, No matter how weak you feel you are, you are always stronger than how you feel. You can do it. That would be my, my, my third piece of advice. Well, um, I think for me, for my takeaway this is, is definitely um, your bucket analogy. Fill your bucket. You're never yeah. going to make a dent, but yeah. fill your bucket. And if you need it, get another one. Um, <laughs> I, and uh, I have to say, you've uh, really touched me today. Really touched me. So I, I, Thank you. I, I feel very um, honoured that you've sh- shared such emotion with me as well. So I, I just want to say, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really do appreciate that. Make me cry again. Come on. <laughs> that wasn't you, my intention. Right? No, sorry, no, that wasn't no, my intention. Sorry. Don't be sorry. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> the tears, these are the good These are the good tears. Listen, this is the good tears. This is not a teachable lesson. Don't. Don't, 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 don't be uncomfortable making people cry. They're crying for the right things. Right? This is important. Yeah. It's important. It's amazing. Alex, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. You, next time you make some emotion and cry, you say you're welcome because I love you and you deserve to hear this. Yeah. I think, I think for you, I think what's resonated as I was thinking about it is where you're finding your place to belong, you're making other people feel belong as well. Exactly. Yeah, listen, listen, listen this, this made me feel warm. This made me feel, you made me feel, what did you make me feel? I want to make it good. You made me feel like I'm enough. Oh. You just reminded me again to not be lost in the ocean. Because it's a battle. Listen, as much as I talk about it, I'll still think about the ocean. It's amazing to think about it, but don't drown in it. Yeah. Don't drown in it. Right? So, or else your lungs are going to fill up and you're just going to right to the bottom. Mm. Like under the sea. Without the magical Disney moment there. <laughs> um, little mermaid reference there. But uh, So, thank you for that. Thank you for making me feel in the moment that at this moment I'm enough yes I can grow yes I can learn but at this moment I was enough to help you through something I believe it and I believe it so thank you for that and honestly it's because you really put your heart into elaborating how much I meant to you so thank you for that well, you're very that's why welcome. I cried you're very much welcome um as I say, I'm kind of being left a bit speechless by the end of this one. So, um, for all you listeners, I hope you've been left a bit speechless too, or earless. I'm not entirely sure how it goes via podcast. But, um, again, go check out Alec. He's amazing. You need to go watch him. He makes you sm- Honestly, makes me smile. He's, he's good stuff. He's good stuff. <laughs> but um, I'd like to say again, thank you for being on the podcast. And... Uh, um, I'd like to come to the end and say, good day, good brew. If you like this episode and want to listen to more, I have over 60 episodes of A Copper With. And they go from me talking on my own about subjects and stories of my life to others. And some people I've spoken to have incredible, incredible stories. And that's what it's all about. Talking about people's stories over a cup of tea and having those open conversations. 
So, like I say, if you like, share, subscribe, rate, that's all appreciated. And thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this.